It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to the latest Blood Red podcast. I am your host this week, Stephen Killam. We have a slightly depleted squad, but we have enough numbers to make it up. I am joined today by... Ryan Patton, how are you, Ryan? I'm good, I'm good, Steve, thank you. Yeah, that, was a good, that was a great intro, that was oh. the TV host, that was a, you're a natural. And a heartbeat racing. <laughs> we'll pass the bleed test, I don't think, but I'm also joined by Theo Squires. Theo, what? let's get to go right into it, shall we? Okay. So Liverpool last night, obviously beaten in their final Europa League game. Is, does it really matter that much, do you think? No, it does not. <laughs> it it not, 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 doesn't matter at all. Like, who cares? Like Jurgen Klopp summed it up pretty well when they put it to him last night about the, the goal that stood that probably was offside. Not asked. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> I have to believe that one. Yeah, I just said that's fine. But yeah, it's one where you just go, you get through your 90 minutes, you get back to Merseyside with no new injuries, you get minutes in the, the legs of the youngsters. The only negative you can get from it is none of the senior stars really stepped up to stake a claim to start at the weekend against United. But you, you take them all the positives. Quanta scored. Bradley's got through 90 minutes. Gordon makes his first start in nearly two years. Not really bothered what the result is. If Liverpool, no matter what they do in the Europa League this year, we're not going to be remembering this game. Uh, there was nothing in it to remember in the first place, and it's all eyes on Manchester United. It's why half the team got brought off at half-time anyway. And Ryan, nine changes. It's one of them really, isn't it? It's, yeah. Uh, neither the rests, but also it come through relatively unscathed. Yeah, definitely. it's just a different one. There's not much to really read into that game because... I said nine changes. There's just it was it was such a disjointed squad that if anyone is taking huge talking points or a big narrative from it, then it, they're just incorrect because how how can you when there's been nine changes? It quite clearly wasn't a priority. Clearly not read my analysis piece. <laughs> the talking points didn't write. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I bypass that one. The scroll. <laughs> but yeah, so I just there's not much to really to really take from it apart from as the old said. So of it, it was good to see those, those young players get 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 a run out in in in, in a competitive game. Gordon, particularly seeing him sort of bounce back from like obviously being out for two years, obviously had such shown such promise. So hopefully he can sort of get over his injury troubles. And yeah, Kwanzaa was the other was the other was yeah. the other big one for me. It's just every time I see him, I'm just I'm just really impressed by him. And, and he just he just took his he took his goal amazingly, didn't he? And he, he, he just looked he just every time you see him, he just looks an absolute player. And obviously the other was. Up- don't really read in too much social media stuff, but there's some unhappiness from certain fractions of fans. With the players who have stepped up from the academy, do you think maybe it was a harsh sort of thrown in the deep end, or is it then sort of games that they need to bed in and get them experiences? You can look at it both ways, really. Like they'll get more from it when they're playing alongside senior players. Like Karanza, he'd learn more playing alongside Van Dyke against Crystal Palace at the weekend than he did for this one. But he's still put in an amazing performance if you break it down statistically. I think he had like played 100 passes, 95 of them accurate. That was the best by far. He's got like, the most tackles, winning stuff in the air. He's getting the interceptions, the clearances. It's that all-round defensive display. And it's not as though it's always just passing a simple one back to Kelleher or to his centre-back partner. There's some really nice diagonal passing in there as well. And as Ryan said, it's a really well-taken goal. Like he was robbed of one against Toulouse, wasn't yeah. he? But like... The youngsters, when they do get the opportunities, you want to see a little bit of a spark from them to say this is why they're at the level. Gordon, he, he did a lot of simple things, but he did them well. 
like for a play he's let's face it he's going to be a bit raw he's not going to be at his freshest he got a good 75 minutes out of him there was a few times where he's taken on the defense and he got clobbered but he didn't let it phase him he was still making an impact linking up well with his teammates I think Doak, it's probably been like some of the games he's done so far this season where there's the odd glimpse where he gets past his man, but then the cross is lacking and he's just a bit inconsistent. He's not got that final product yet. He probably would benefit from more games for the under-21s than just being around the first-team picture. But then that's so easy to say when a player's 17, 18 years old and we're not seeing them two, three years down the line. Um, but like they can all take massive positives from this. Scanlon got a chance in his natural position. I thought McConnell did well when he came on. Um, I love the moment where he, he snicks in, doesn't he, behind the, the guy on the touchline, keeps it in play, and you can see the shot that he's kept it in play, and then gets absolutely clobbered in midfield after bringing it forward. He, he's another encouraging performance from him. Um, you just you need them to see them getting these minutes to step up. Like there is a big difference between a Quanta and McConnell Scanlon. Like Quanter is in this first team. He is ready to start Premier League games. That's why we saw it at the weekend. That's why we'll see it over the festive period and in twenty twenty four. These others, maybe they'll... Well, I can't even see them starting in the FA Cup game against Arsenal. This will be one of their last chances you'd imagine to get proper senior minutes this season, barring a 4-0 first leg win in Europa League knockout rounds and can rotate. Uh, but it's all steps in the right direction. The result doesn't really matter. Just go and do a good show. They did, despite the fact that it was pretty disjointed from the overall side. Hey, right, you can slightly overlook. Still keeping on the youngsters, you can slightly overlook. When you see them in the academy, pull up trees, they look amazing. But... When you force them in, it, it does look like they're maybe slightly out of death at times, doesn't it? And when you're playing on a, a pitch that wouldn't look out of place in the open kick, they, <laughs> it's what it makes it even, even harder. But even like the likes of Bradley um, and Chambers, not defenders, they had a tough time. But it's ones where you're in your stripes, don't you? Yeah, it, it definitely is, and, and it's it's also it's 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 different, isn't it? It's different, like like Bradley and Chambers, they're playing like to to get together in the line of it's like if they if they're coming in with like all all the senior players, then it, it, that's a different that if that's where you'll see the true mark of where whether they're able to make that proper step up because they're getting eased into senior level football rather than just getting thrown in the defense but all playing at the same time. It's, it's like the, the academy team playing in, in a more competitive fixture. It's like, it's, it's like, that's why it's, more, it's slightly hard to judge them. It's, like, it's better to judge them when they're playing alongside Van Dijk, Arnold, these players who, are, who, who can't help walk them through a game a bit and sort of then, then it, it, it's, a, it's a better judge of their talent and whether they are able to make the step up whether it be able to play alongside those players rather than all playing together, it's a little bit, a little bit unfair, to, unfair to criticise them. I think, I think when when that then that's the case. It's worth noting with the defence as well. Klopp tends to avoid making too many changes to a back four. He likes it settled, and he's had to make a few this year because of injuries and suspensions and whatnot. But normally, you can predict how it's going to look. When he's had to put in a new, a completely new look back four, it's obviously going to be disjointed. Like it takes time to get the communication there to know where each other's going to be. You could see at times that the the line for playing offside wasn't perfect and that's why they got in behind so many times. But the fact that you've only conceded one from it, you have got a few offside decisions right. It, it could have been better, but it could have been worse as well. Um, just be glad Gomez and Canate, no injuries there. As we've already said, minutes for the, the young lads. Um, it's not really this season where you look at a Chambers, for example, he's one more for the future. Bradley, I'd imagine, would have seen him a lot more this season if it wasn't for injury. You'd expected him to have been an ever-present throughout these group stages, and you want him to pick on, um, recreate his loan spell at Bolton a bit from last year. Like he just needs to look at Quanta. It's not that big a step up from League One to Premier League if you've got the talent, if you're in the right squad, and you'd like to think Bradley is. We can go on about Quanta all day, can't we? Great goal, great talent, 
you're really looking forward to seeing what he can do in the future. Just looking on the senior players before we move on, like you mentioned, I thought, I thought Kwanzu was one of the players who really stood out. He looked like one of the senior players and mm. anyone else. Do you feel that the the senior players maybe should have stepped up a bit more, like Sakapo, Curtis Jones looked a bit iffy at times. Some yeah. people might think he looked, he looked good in parts, but Javier as well and Joe Gomez came on. Look, it was a difficult game to sort of come on as a substitute, but what did you make of the, um, the senior players? Gakpo was very disappointing. Like You want your striker to be creating chances, making things happen. Nunes did more in his time on the pitch than Gakpo did overall. Um, it, it seems to be across the board at the moment. Liverpool's forwards, as soon as Jota got injured, they sort of dropped off a little bit. Maybe they're getting tired. They're not quite creating these chances. And this was an opportunity for him to stake his claim. Like Last time Liverpool faced Manchester United at Anfield, he was first in the pecking order. He was the long-term replacement for Roberto Firmino. He got a couple of goals. And like, oh, we've got a really good one on our hands here. This season, he's had injuries. He's been in and out. And he just, he's probably not even second choice behind Nunes at the moment. If Jota was fit, you'd probably start him as the central striker. When Gakpo comes in, he needs to make more happen. You want to see him in the box. And these are the criticisms we said of Firmino, you know, in his later years. But you don't want to completely slam him. Like, he was playing alongside two teenage wingers who he's never played alongside before as a front three with this new look midfield as well and it's like you're dropping to create the space you want those players to make most of it by getting in behind and it's very different saying a Salah making the most of that space or a Nunes making the most of the space and getting goals compared to Doak and Gordon who've got what 10 appearances between them a goal between them it's a very big difference there maybe he comes in and makes a big difference at the weekend but you won't see them getting goals. Like Nunes could have done with coming on and getting a goal as well, but at least made a little bit of stuff happen. I see what you mean with the midfield with Jones and Elliot. Like obviously, they've had a great performance at the weekend. They've come on and made the difference. They've been those senior players. And in this team, you want them to step up and lead by example. And they did to an extent. They took the younger players through, but it was what Jones giving it away for the first goal. There was a few misplaced passes. They didn't quite grab it by the scruff of the neck. But you've got to give allowances for the fact that this is 11 that we haven't seen before and we probably won't see again. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. So I am is obviously the main talk point this week away from the football. He's maybe not a crossroads in his career, but he's at that difficult stage where if you bring him back, does that knock his confidence or if you keep him out there, does that sort of hamper his developments? What, what's your stance on it, do you think? Bring him back and maybe find him with Premier League low? Yeah, I, I think so because I think there's only the only use for Carvalho to be out on loan is if he can get minutes and continue his development. Obviously, Liverpool aren't happy with the, the the game time he's getting at Leipzig, so I think if the club are making that decision, then I think it's better for all parties for him to come back and then get be, be put at a club where he can develop. Leipzig sort of it did seem like it'd be a, a good move for him, and it's sort of a club who plays attacking adventurous football and could allow, allow him to sort of develop his game that way because he did look a bit. I think I think I had lots of um, autism for Carvalho when we signed him because like he looked amazing in the championship. But then when he and then when he started, he, he, there was a few flashes, a few touches. He had obviously had that late win against Newcastle, which then seemed like could this be a false platform to kick on? But then he just didn't quite seem at it physically. So I think maybe if he comes and goes on loan out of the Premier League side, the Super Premier League side, they can sort of allow him to sort of 
um, develop that physical side of his game to, to, to fill out a bit more and look more of a Premier League player going forwards. I think it seems like the first real time that Liverpool have sort of stood the, took the heels and went, you're not playing one of our players. What What's going on? We want to bring them back. It's obviously a bit of tug of war with them now. Do you feel like Liverpool have made the right decision in this? Um, I, I can see it both ways. Like I wouldn't say it's a foregone conclusion yet that he comes back. We've got to speak to the player and how it all weighs up. But they have brought younger players back before, if you think of a, a Reese Williams, a, a Leighton Clarks and these ones. But this is the most senior player who you're not getting the game time we're thinking about bringing you back. And on the basis of the first half of the season, it makes sense. He's not playing, he's not starting. So he's got no goals, no assists. He's featuring even less than he did for Liverpool in the first half of last season. But Leipzig are letting Forsberg go to New York Red Bulls in January. And that is a player who's ahead of him in the pecking order. So you can see from their point of view why they might be able to argue whether he's going to play more second half of the season. He's in a new league. It takes time to adjust. He's doing well in training. And we're gradually easing him in here. Uh, it, it can go both ways. Like You want to see Carvalho getting game time. But it's a strange situation of when he was at Liverpool, he wasn't really a central midfielder. He wasn't a wide midfielder. He doesn't look physical enough to do those positions. He's number 10. And Leipzig, while they don't do the Liverpool 4-3-3, they're still got those wide players they've got those central midfielders they don't have that number 10 and it's something you have to work on um, he hasn't really pushed on since Liverpool signed him we've seen glimpses but then it's just he's stalled massively I wonder if it's another Solanke signing where you know you've got a player who's a young talent see a lot of potential there you bring him in and then you cash in on him a couple of years down the line you know you're going to make a big profit on him and then a few years down the line when he's getting consistent game time at a good level you see the talents like Solanke's been one of the strikers in form this year hasn't he in the Premier League and maybe Carvalho can go along that path I'd like to say he proved me wrong and you could see well if he comes back you can cover for Salo during AFCON but if you make him play for Liverpool then he can't go on loan again because he's played for the two clubs this season and then you've got him a sixth choice in the pecking order there and he's not going to get games in the central mid because they've just signed Sebastian McAllister and all this He's at these crossroads and you don't know where he's going to go next because he can't be a fringe player. He needs minutes. He needs to show why Liverpool signed him in the first place. And whether that's away from the spotlight abroad or he can turn it around at Leipzig or he gets something in the Premier League. But then who in the Premier League gambles on him? Like You're at this stage now where the relegation battle is quite tight. It's poised. You know who's going to go down, but the team's above it. You don't necessarily want to gamble on a player who's a lone player who's not committed to your cause as much as the ones you've already got contracted who've got that bit more to play for. It's very difficult to find the right loan move in January. And whereas when Liverpool recall players in the past, just put them in 21 to six months, they can still train with the first team. They get something from that. Carvalho gets absolutely nothing from that whatsoever. So they've just got to see what offers would come, what are the alternatives, and if it is better leaving him where he is. But yeah, it's not been a great loan so far. And on to the, uh, the, the meeting Bowens a bit now for this weekend. Ryan, um, I was East United. I think recently we've seen Liverpool maybe stagger into games where you've got Fulham, Crystal Palace where they've had slow start, but these are sort of games where, one, you can't afford slow start, but also, one, that enough to sign you. Don't need any motivation, do you? No, absolutely. Like, obviously, the, I'm with it being uh, the Anfield Rolls ends opening up as well. Like, it's going to be 57,000 people, and obviously, I think the atmosphere is going to be electric. It's a huge game with Bill going in, like, uh, could only stop the top of the league, so... Like I'd be if if these if they start they've been guilty of starting slow all the time this this season. I'd be surprised if there's a slow start on Sunday. I think everyone should is is going to be really up for it. I think Liverpool will 
rugby feeling very confident going going for it. But it is it's something that this team are guilty of, and I, I don't think that it's it's not it's not a tactic to, to start slow, is it? So it's it's something that they that they've just got in the system. But on Sunday, they, they, they can't do that. I think they've got a United are going in here and. But after with the with the with the Europe, Europe exit, Liverpool are going in on a relative high, and the Liverpool needs to capitalise on that momentum and sort of just go go for the throat early on. And there is no real excuses. There nine changes on yesterday, and now there's pretty much a clean bill of health rather than the long term injuries. Liverpool have no excuse not to go full metal, do they? No, I can imagine when we come to pick our teams, they'll look pretty similar to each other. There's not really much you can debate there. And um, Normally, Liverpool is a team that you want them to have a, a bit of rhythm, a bit of consistency coming into it. But maybe resting the legs will work in their favour. Like it's not going to be that early kickoff on a Saturday or a Sunday. It's that evening one. It's under the lights. You know, Anfield's going to be up for it. We, we've said it a few times this season. Anfield has been drab. It was only the end of the the Fulham game and the derby where they created any sort of atmosphere. And fair enough, you can understand that because you're not in the Champions League. You're playing these teams that you know you can put 11 fringe players out and you'll still win. They're not played anyone of note in the Premier League yet. But the festive period, and you've got Arsenal as well, you've got Newcastle as well, and you've got this League Cup quarterfinal when Wembley is coming into sights, the trophies coming into sights. This is when Anfield will step up. This is when the crowd will step up and when you've got the extra few thousand in there because of the new stand, there's excitement here. And you know it's just going to be electric from the very first whistle. And if you start well against United, then sky's the limit. You can do whatever you want to them. Liverpool have seen that so many times in the past. You only need to look at Bournemouth last weekend, going to Old Trafford. They're, what, one lap after two, three minutes? If Liverpool start well, then it's in the bag. But they've got to get over that hump. They've got to start well. And there are no excuses this time. They'll know why they've got to create an absolute. They've got to feed off it. Like Klopp said, when the stand opened on Monday that the worse United do, the more dangerous they are coming into a game like this and that he's going to tell the players to feed off the atmosphere and create something. It has the potential to be something really special for Liverpool. And Ryan, yeah, we've said that a lot over recent years that when United come into these games, they are a bit of a wounded animal, aren't they? Yeah. They've, they've lost the last two, probably slightly better against United, against Bayern Munich, sorry. And I feel like when Liverpool played them last year, pretty much the same situation, wasn't it? They'd just been battered by Brentford and they, they come up and they... They played against Liverpool and Liverpool came in pretty staggered in the end, didn't they? So they are someone to be sort of wary of, aren't they, do you think? Yeah, definitely. I don't think, I, as I did, where the games are just this, the, the, you don't want to read too much into the narrative because I think the, the even for the 7 0, they were all though dude, I think I, I did just come off the back of that, the getting beat by Brentford, but there was the, the sort of the story of that. Um, before the seven 0 it was like it was almost like United went and started with sort of confidence in Liverpool with the with this with the team on on the decline. But then it showed that like what the what the what the narrative going into the game was was wasn't what uh, it, that can easily be reversed in in a game of of such magnitude. I think with United being having in in such a bad run of form, it allow it almost justifies them to be be a bit more dogged in their approach and not be. As expansive and 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 they can sort of try and sit back and, and make and make it difficult to make it a bit of a struggle for Liverpool. So and and Liverpool have at times where the team has tried to sit in and do that. We we Liverpool haven't really. I'm can sometimes struggle against like a low block side. So if I don't think it's too much. You shouldn't be going into it thinking oh it's it's a override and Liverpool are definitely like people who are going in like massively confident. Like I think it's. 
I think that's, I don't think that's the right, the right approach. I think, I, I don't think this Liverpool team will be thinking that either. I think they'll be taking United very seriously because a game of this magnitude, it just, it, it, the narrative going into it doesn't matter, it matters so much, it can easily be reversed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They were just on Liverpool. It's obviously the, the first time this Liverpool 2.0 comes up against a big team like you alluded to earlier. Big team. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Debatable, but it's one of them games where it's an exciting prospect for these new players. You've got the yeah. likes of Sobis Live, McAllister misses out, unfortunately, but you've got these new players and these newfound confidence sitting atop a league. It's almost like old times. It's it's an exciting game from a Liverpool point of view, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like you, the players can write themselves into the record books here. Like we just need to think back of these recent games. Shakiri getting his brace off the bench, which finished Jose Mourinho. Maybe you can get a Sabosle doing the same and finishing off Ten Hag. But this is the moment where you are remembered. I think way back to John Arnaurice's free kick. Like we still sing about that now, don't we? Like these are the games fans will always remember. And granted, recent ones, it has always been. Salah's done it again, Salah's done it again, <laughs> Salah's done it again. But there is a chance for other players here to step up and write their names into it. And it, it is one where you can really win over the fans, take it up to a next level. Like, we're in such a better state than Manchester United, mentally, physically. Like That's the reason they're top of the league. They're not playing well, but they're still getting the job done. Whereas United, they just fall apart week after week. And you'd like to think if you're on their side of things that they step up for this one. Like This is a game that they can't afford to get battered and again but they're also very fragile and Liverpool when they are showing this killer instinct to win games get over the line when they're not playing well imagine what they can do when they're fully going for it at home when they've got the atmosphere they've got the chance to really send a message to the rest of the Premier League like if you win this game you're top again for another week uh, It's a, that, like I said it's a big opportunity for Liverpool and the, the players will be hungry at it this is why you join Liverpool to play in these sorts of games and Ryan yeah it's going back onto United I think 13 injuries, obviously two more on, on yeah. Tuesday. It's, it was always a good time to play United in these, these games where the form goes out the window to to, to, call, to, yeah, to coin the, the cliche. <laughs> um, so without picking lineups just yet, where, which players do you think Liverpool can really sort of rest it out on or players who need to step up in these sorts of games after a slight dip in form recently? Oh, for, for us, I, I think... Yeah, I thought you were going for United now. <laughs> yeah, I thought what, what United, area United seems to target. And yeah, Philip, well, I think Sabozlai, I think, uh, like, uh, like he always just said, uh, like, obviously Sabozlai started off his Liverpool career and looked amazing and looked an absolute world beater over the past six weeks or so. I think, I think he's dropped off in form, but he's, he, but he's due a really, a really big game. And I think, he, he's, he's obviously at, 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 at the rest midweek and I think United's midfield is very lacking in pace and, and in energy so I think Subozlai I, I, I think could, could be a sort of a big player for Liverpool at the weekend I think I think his energy and what he, what he brings to the team I don't think United will like that whatsoever so I'm expecting a big form from him and Dave just thought that Trent Alexander-Arnold you had these predators are we going to see some Gerrard-esque stuff on Sunday? Don't we always? <laughs> yeah, he's stepped up recently. He's getting a few goals, a few assists, and he's stepped up as a leader this season. Mm. Like, I think 
he wants to be seen as not just this kid from the academy anymore. He wants to be this key first-team player. That's why he's wearing the armband on occasions, and he's ta- definitely taken that next step in his career. Um, it'll be interesting to see what position he plays for this. Like, he is a midfield option now. Like, there's it two of the last three games he's been involved in? He's gone midfield at half time and he's made a big difference. If you got him in midfield against United, he'd just be running the show. But he's going to be running the show in the inverted role from right back as well. Like when he's a man in form, he's probably the informed player in the Premier League at the moment. Um, you want to see him just terrorise them. We know he's capable of doing it. Whether it's setting up goals galore for a Nunes or a Salah, who will almost certainly add to his astonishing record against United this weekend. <laughs> Or just getting one himself, getting that, you know, Gerard-esque 25 yarder top corner, goes and shushes the fan. <laughs> that's the moment we're going to He can open the scoring, can't he? Five minutes in, shush the fan straight away, gives us that iconic picture, and then Liverpool just run riot. But no, he's really stepped up the last, what, month or so. Not that he'd had a bad start to the season, and that, that's why the, this debate is heating up and it's getting more and more. It's, is he a midfielder, or do you keep him as the inverted fullback? When everyone's fit, I'm leaning towards more put him in midfield. But we'll see. It's good for Liverpool that they can play him in both and that he makes an impact in both. And just back to you, Theo, with that with United obviously it's gonna be pretty clear that they are gonna do this low block, which Liverpool have found difficult to play against. Do you see it being a pretty much a, a key in the door for Liverpool and just the, they've got the number for this formation by now? You'd like to think so. Like Liverpool with the players they signed in the summer, they can counter a low block better than they've ever been able to before. They're really good at keeping hold of possession and they've got players that can knacker teams or can get that killer three ball through it. And United are weak defensively. Like the keeper, I'm, I'm going to say he doesn't look up too much. He'll probably put in a man of the match performance now because <laughs> I'm used to David De Gea doing that for years. Uh, the back four, it's been chopping and changing week after week because of injuries and form to the extent that Harry Maguire comes in and player of the month but now he's injured as well isn't he Johnny, D, Johnny Evans yeah, so, D, so <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Evans coming in um, but then Johnny Evans against a Darwin Nunes it just looks so one-sided like you are a bit anxious in the sense of form book goes out the window this is a big moment for United they could completely change it turn up keep Ten Hag in his job and this is the turning point for their season or Liverpool could give them an absolute spanking get top spot secured for another week. It can go either way. You, obviously, you favour Liverpool, the form work, and all of those sorts of things. But we'll, we'll wait and see on Sunday. I'm not going to go too big on the predictions. <laughs> uh, maybe I was more confident off-camera than I will be on camera. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll see, won't we? I'll go into picking our teams. Um, obviously, you think Alisson starts, but just touch upon Keller last night. He, Ryan, you were saying earlier, wasn't he? Well, good in part, but I think... Three, two, two goals, maybe three as well. I could do slightly better. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think there's definitely, I, 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 I alluded to it before on one of the Blue Reds, I think, where it's like, it's difficult to judge Keller, Keller when, he, when he's coming in, in times when I bet he's, 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 he's stepping into a place, the best keeper around, and, and he's not, when he's not out of running games, it's, it's hard for him to just, just be thrown in the deep end and expect him to be this complete keeper. Like he's, he's good with the ball at his feet, and he, and he adds that, that element to it when Liverpool want to build from Bills in the back, he helps with that. But I think shot stopping is definitely a bit of a, it, it's it's not a strong point of this game. And I think he made the, on the first one-on-one yesterday, he made the good save. But I think for the for this second goal particularly, it's 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 he's beating his near post and he's being caught out. And it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a dodgy performance. I, I thought personally from him. So I'm just, I'm happy that Alisson, Alisson is, 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 has recovered quite quickly from that injury and, and we can count on him in goal on, on Sunday. 
think it's a bit harsh on Keller and the fact that we base him against Allison. Mm. And Allison is the best keeper in world football. He's the best I've seen in my lifetime. And he'll probably go down as the Premier League's greatest goalkeeper. He just needs another couple of titles to back that up. Mm. But when he is at such levels that he makes massive saves look easy, like the two at the weekend against Crystal Palace, when a keeper doesn't do it, like Kelleher, that you're a bit more harsh on him. Like It comes to the point where Alisson one-on-one, nine times out of ten, you expect him to back it. And I've never known that in a keeper before. Like, he is this insane level. Kelleher is really unlucky with that first goal that he's ricocheted off him. The second one, yeah, he gets done too easily at his near post. But then you look at the back four, they let him in, get him behind. The disallowed goal, I think it was a failing from the whole back four. Like, I don't know where Chambers was for that one. It's probably the one thing Kranzer did wrong all game there. He's headed it back into danger. It might have got a little deflection. Gomez gets caught out by the ricochet. And then it's gone through Bradley's legs, isn't it? Which catches Keller unsighted. You're wondering where the support is from the midfield. But then all of that doesn't happen if it's a consistent three in midfield, a consistent four in front of him. Keller does not have that benefit that Allison does. And while I don't want to see Keller get a, a run of... 10, 15 games in the Premier League because that means something's happened to Alisson. Either he's put his uh, transfer request in and decided he wants to go back to Brazil or try it in a different league. Oh, I don't even like hearing that. Or he's injured or something. I don't have the doubts that he could step up if he gets that rhythm. Like You just need to look at Acosta Simicas. When he first came back into this side when Robertson got injured, we're all, I, I don't know where. He's looking shaky. He's making mistakes. But a month on, when he's playing week in, week out, he's not got that cloud hanging over him. You're feeling a bit more confident there. And let's just, let's not forget, there's always the question marks about Keller's future as well. Like We expected him to go in the summer. Klopp said, no, we want him. And he's elaborated on that saying, we need him for the homegrown rules. Maybe when there's another academy youngster coming up who's ready to step up, like a Pitaluga, for example, potentially, maybe they do let him go. But at this situation, he's at that crossroads where he's just got to make the most of the opportunities that come his way. Um, You'd like to think he's the Europa League goalkeeper. So when we get to the knockout stages, it might be a stable first choice back four in front of him, but it's in front of him. He can show what he can really do there. And we saw him be the hero in the League Cup a couple of years ago. If he can do that for a Europa League knockout stage run, can do it in the League Cup final, quarterfinal, like what the odds next week's game goes to penalties and he's the hero there to get Liverpool into the semis. There's enough there to be excited about him so I think he's still got that promising potential which is strange to say for a 25 year old 26 year old <laughs> but he's still a very good shot stopper he's just lacking a bit of rhythm and then there's always that scrutiny about his future and the fact that he's just not Allison. but who is with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lovely Allison and Gold. Maybe the back four. That was a very long winded way to get back to Allison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we've got Ali Robertson and Trent's sort of mixed bag of his, his position. It doesn't really pick itself to back four, does it? Ryan, I'll start with you. It doesn't pick itself. Well, you don't know whether you're going to go Mez left, right back, or Trent Alexander-Arlton in midfield. It's 
That's up to you. I'm just toast. Oh, okay, yeah, I see what you're doing. I, I'd say it does pick itself, but I'll see what Ryan Well, I, I actually, I'm actually, when I saw Endo starting yesterday, I was then thinking, oh, that's, that, that's going to guarantee that it is he's, he's starting Gomez right back and he's starting Arnold it, as, as mm-hmm. I'd hold in the field. But the fact that he rotated it at half time, that was, that's, that was seemingly always the plan, made me think that maybe maybe you could see Endo. But I, 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 I don't know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to disagree with you. I, I'm going to go with him. I think the back four might be. Uh, Simichas, uh, Van Dijk, Canate, and Gomez right back. Okay, but that is different to what I'd said. I, I'd have thought Trent goes back in it right back. Uh, I put in the analysis piece last night that the fact that Canate and Endo come off at half time is pre planned. It's with one eye on this game. They've done the first 45 minutes and now they're straight on to Manchester United. Uh, with no McAllister there, you need Endo for this one. Maybe Trent ends up finishing the game holding in midfield, and I know Endo didn't have the best showing against Crystal Palace. But when he's got the the atmosphere of the crowd as Anfield against United, I think he'll be really, really up for this game and want to properly show his abilities and why Liverpool signed him in the first place. Like a couple of years ago, six months ago, he could have only dreamed of playing in a fixture like this. He'll be hungry to show what he can do. And that's not even the defence. We've not even got onto the next yet. <laughs> but no, yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. It'll be the expected back four, the first choice available back four. And midfield with McAllister being probably too soon for him with that bit of a difficult injury. Yeah, Klopp's yeah. already said he's not yeah. going to be fit. Yeah, well, I, he panicked me with that Instagram post the other day. It was like, uh, and then the crunches one. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh my God, has he actually like, done his ligaments or something? And then Klopp seems to have downplayed. It was like, I don't know why McAllister put that scaremonger and post out, but like, I think it's sad that he, because he, I think he was he was coming into yeah, real form, McAllister. And uh, I think he would have been a big plus against against United. I think he would have basically dictated the tempo of the game in, in, in that holding the field role against them. So I think he will be a big miss. And that's why I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Arnold in the holding the field position. And uh, so Bosley and I got, I'll go Jones left. left. Yeah, that, that is the, the difficult position now, isn't it? Not just the defensive midfield. You go on that, that left side. Obviously, top side more or less cemented that right side. Yeah. Do you put Jones in there or do you put Elliot? Because Elliot's done well off the bench, but he always seems to be, always find it difficult to start from the offset. Uh, it's a difficult call it's like that one you're not sure on at the moment because whoever plays from the start doesn't seem to state the claim to yeah. make it their own like Gravenberch he started last week he wasn't great when he started he didn't start was it Sheffield United or the one before Fulham he wasn't great in that he comes off the bench last night and he doesn't do much he was giving it away I know he has the, the shot late on he was like oh he's maybe sh- uh, pushed on here but it was a, another quiet performance from him he, he's not really coming in and making it his own but Jones at the same time when he's coming in he looks like a player who's struggled with a couple of knocks this year and the yeah. suspension he, he just needs rhythm it's like do you throw in for United and is that the game you get the rhythm in uh, I've already said Ender holding the field Sabostoy on the right you could put Sabostoy on the left and have Elliot on the right I think Elliot started was it did he start the 7-0 last year or was the 4-3 I'm getting with Spurs I'm getting confused like he started some big games yeah. previously I, don't think, I think he was in the 7-0 was it the yeah, 7-0 yeah I, I, I can remember seeing Elliot on the pitch in that game <laughs> I'll carry on a rabbit's on and make my point and Mark can give us the nod as he googles it to see it <laughs> but yeah Elliot there is a claim for him to go on that right and you have Sebastian on the left but I, I wouldn't start grabbing Birch it goes down to those two and the fact that they're both Boyard Liverpool fans, like you get a bit more out of them in this sort of game. I, I'd lean towards Jones uh, in his preferred position because he didn't get out for the second half last night. But it, you, you don't mind too much like because there is so much competition for places at the moment. I, I'd go Jones. I'd expect Klopp to go Gravenberg. But yeah, Liverpool's midfield should have enough for United no matter what. Work it over. Harvey Elliott started. Harvey Elliott started. <laughs> so there we go. Elliott could 
stake a claim, build on a, his showing against Crystal Palace last week. And if we hadn't had the midweek game, we'd probably be saying Harvey Elliott should start against United. But after midweek, it's anyone's game, isn't it? I'll throw back to you, Ben. I just feel like with United's low block, with Elliott's like long buster runs, I think that'll just probably nullify him. So I think with Jones is sort of late back, bring them out a bit and then keeps the ball well. Yeah. The thing with Elliot though, is like uh, as much as much as I uh, he was amazing past, he's he's sometimes he's better coming off the bench yeah, sometimes and he's be but he's developing like probably a, an identity he doesn't really want. But I think he's luckily he's a smart player. He's, he's probably able to like watch it from the bench and see where the gaps are and he comes on and seems to like exploit them like when he's been on the bench from whether from when he started, he struggled to like exerts his influence on the game in the same way. But yeah, that would, it would be nice to see him start, but I, I don't, I'm not sure he will. What I love about Elliot is, I'm pretty sure this is right, they're either the same school year, or if not, he's younger than Quanta. It's because he's been around since he was 15, 16. That is crazy. You forget how young he really is. Like People were a bit harsh on Curtis Jones after he gets his Everton winner because he went up and down for a couple of years. And it's only in the last six months, where he's well, nine months, where he's pushed on because he got that run in the side. But he's that couple of years older, isn't he? When you get to that stage, you bulked out a bit more. You can put in a bit more on the pitch. Whereas Elliot, as a twenty-year-old, how many twenty-year-olds come in starting first choice for Liverpool in the Premier League in the biggest games when they've just spent one hundred and fifty million on the midfield? You have to be Steven Gerrard. You have to be a Trent Alexander-Arnold if we decide he's a midfielder. Like, there's not many that come in. The fact that he's a squad player, he's making the impact off the bench. He knows that's the next thing to do: come in, start, and make that impact. He said that himself. His manager said that himself. But you're not expecting it overnight. You're not expecting it now. If he gets to 23, 24, and we're still saying the same things, then you start to raise questions about his long-term future. But at the moment, I've said it on podcasts. I've said it to Joe Rimmer off camera before. He is exactly where he needs to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And right, obviously the the two attackers pick themselves. Then you got the the middle. Do we go for Gakpo or is it Nunes? Me for this sort of I, game. I, I, I'm definitely going Nunes. Um, I think I, Gakpo obviously had a really uh, he uh, um, made a name for himself with the with the seven nil last year. He was brilliant, and I think Gakpo is even though he's he was he wasn't great yesterday. He's he's a strange player. Most he's all more suited against playing against better teams than he is. Like he's like the opposite of a flat track bully in a way. It's like he's more suited when the games are a bit tighter and he's and he, and, he, and he's got less less time on the ball and stuff. But uh, I would definitely go um, Nunes against, against Man United. I think he'll be so up for it in 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 the atmosphere. And I think he's a, I think he's due a goal as well. I think I think he's been knocking on the door for a few weeks now, where it's like it, he gets a bit unfair because he does miss he does miss sits every now and then. But I, I think he's he's it, it's due to go in for him. And I think he I think everything he, he touches is going in on something. <laughs> And yeah, with I'm gonna throw a curveball. Do you maybe give Diaz a, not a rest, but start him on the bench, put 
Nunez on the left and then give Gakpo the the middle role so we can switch out to that left or maybe the right to what we've seen last year for the open goal. Is that, That's know? how they led up in the 7-0, wasn't it? With yeah, Gakpo down the middle. Yeah. Um, if it, it's a difficult call because if Gakpo hadn't been so poor last night, I'd be arguing take Diaz out the firing line because, let's be honest, he, he's struggled since all the stuff with his parents and that's completely understandable that would have taken a lot out of him as a person like behind the scenes mentally physically he, he looks like he needs a rest he, or he looks like he needs something to go his way it's not quite clicking for him at the moment and there's nothing wrong with that because have got that, that depth there but when you've got Jotter out injured it's not a case of you can rotate and find the freshness there it's if one player's down the other three have to step up and that's not quite happening at the moment um, with how Nunes is playing this season I'd argue that Nunes is first choice down the middle, but that means it'd have to be Gakpo on the left. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it's set up. But we have seen Gakpo do that for PSV before he came to Liverpool. That's where he was superb and got the move in the first place. Gakpo's also an option in midfield, like the McAllister out. Who's to say he doesn't go Sabosley? Gakpo, big physical runners, and then he can have Endo protecting him. But after last night's game, when Gakpo's not stepped up, when Diaz didn't get off the bench today, he's had the rest. Salah's had the rest I think it's those two out wide Nunes down the middle and hopefully this is the game where he ends his goal scoring drought he can give it a, a shush celebration as well. <laughs> like all the uh, the narrative on Nunes of how he's a flop and how he can't hit a barn door stems from that United friendly uh, 18 months ago when he was only on the pitch for like 10-15 minutes uh, but he scored against them last in the 7 nil. hopefully he does again on Sunday uh, he seems a player again who steps up for the big occasions and if he doesn't get a goal, he's going to set up salary at some point. That's just what he does. <laughs> I think the YouTube algorithm is going to pick up this 7-0. Ryan, are we going to go for another 7-0? Do you think the score prediction? I, I think it's going to be a bit tighter uh, on, on Sunday. I do expect, I expect to be a bit of a bit of a, a scrappy game to, to, to begin with, where United, United are like sort of a, a, in a low block and it's hard to make it a difficult pass with Liverpool. But I think Liverpool will eventually break through and uh, and then and then secure it with, with a 2-0. I'm going to go. Deal. Um, I'll go... 3-0. I think the fact that Liverpool were struggling last year is why they put seven past them. Like they had to show up. They had to put in a big performance and they had nothing else to play for. But we saw it in, I'm going to say, in a 5-0. Oh, such a modest scoreline, that one. But they got to a point where, oh, we can just sit off now. Job's done. Let's turn our attention to the next game. And there are some big games coming up. So Liverpool can put 2-3 past United and then make the substitutions, take it home, and then you turn your attentions to getting through to the League Cup semi-finals. You turn your attentions to defeating Arsenal and really making first place your own over Christmas. I'm going to combine it to and make it five nil to Liverpool on on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> my my my, my uh, guests today, guests, my colleagues, uh, friends, <laughs> friends, <laughs> Ryan, uh, Theo. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this week's Pub Red podcast. I've been your host, Stephen Killer. Make sure you stay tuned to the Liverpool Echo website and all the socials. Make sure you like and subscribe, ding dong that notification bell, and we'll see you on Monday. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.